This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Stay cool this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card at mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts On August 25th I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Close Season Special of That Mill Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I think my voice is alright today, I've not confirmed with Mickey yet, but how do I sound today mate? All clear and cl- uh, loud and clear? You sound loud and clear, crystal clear, crystal, yeah. crystal clear. Less drag queen or more drag queen? What's got going on today? Uh, more butch drag queen, but no, no, you sound, you sound good <laughs> mate, you sound good. That, that, that last episode will go down in history for, uh, for the drag queen version, but unfortunately yeah. you have access and can change the... Uh, the show title after I changed it already. So 
Yeah, yeah it was a little bit of a funny joke from you to be fair mate so i did appreciate it <laughs> yeah. i think um I'd, at the time like i said when i uh when we was in the show i had no idea like that my voice was sounding like that and it was purely the mic and i was like it can't be that bad but both you and kai throughout were laughing at me and i was thinking this is a bit weird so then listening to it back i was like fuck me we've, we've had a howler here but it seems your turn today mate anyway seeing as we've hopped on about 45 minutes ago to record and then you've had your own tech issues today so it's uh we're taking it in turns at the minute mate yeah, that's it, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's um, yeah, it's one of it's one of those. I think it was just it, it was testing us today, wasn't it? So uh, that's it. We've only yeah. got myself and Mickey today, anyway. There's no guest on today. Um, we're just uh, soloing it, just the two of us. And if you like this show, be sure to let us know. If it's the first time you listen to us, uh, this is a weekly special. We're doing it in a minute on a Wednesday, uh, well Wednesday morning. A show to put out there just to update you on everything Millwall and obviously bits and bobs around it. Uh, today we're going to be obviously discussing in part one the week in Millwall, Matt Smith signed new contract, etc., and some transfer rumours. We'll talk in part two about Euro 2020 and or 2021, whichever one you look at it, of uh, England beating Croatia 1-0 on Sunday. And then in part three, me and Mickey are just going to talk a little bit about what we want to do for the podcast going into next season. And yeah, I mean, like I said, the first time you're listening, be sure to leave us a review. Five stars only, always greatly appreciated. I think we'll go straight into part one. We'll be back in a second. Da, 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 da. Yeah, ready to go? Welcome back. <laughs> and welcome to part one of the show like i said this is your 15 20 minute mill update mate not a lot going on no more transfers or any transfer news to really bring forward is there but matt smith signed a new contract <laughs> we, lost, we lost alan campbell but matt smith signed so we're all right that's so, it um so let's let's do a transfer window update we have no rumors so far mm-hmm. um not even after any gimp out there what just needs a club. We've got no rumours for anyone. Nope. And the only players we've sold are, most of them are over 30. So, um, yeah, really excited for next season. Yeah, I mean, Alex Pierce signed a new deal last week. It was Fantastic. confirmed by the club. We knew it was happening because the news broke it a little bit earlier, London News Online. Same story here. Matt Smith news broke yesterday or Monday and Tuesday tonight record- recording. Uh, so Smith and Pierce both extend their deals. But I suppose both reduced terms, as it's been said, Mickey. I mean... I'm kind of happy with both. I don't I like, you know, I, I don't see any too many negatives with it. Experienced heads. We lost Williams, who was, you know, that experienced head mm-hmm. as well. So I suppose a couple of experienced players to kind of keep an eye on the dressing room, as Rowett said before, and less money as well. So I, I guess it's mutual thing. I don't know. What do you think? It's yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, sensible heads, um, senior heads, all that. Trouble is, Blackpool donkey can run fucking faster than that too, can't they? So that's mm-hmm. the only downside. Is uh, you know, we miss screaming out for some younger players to help build a team going forward. Unfortunately, we've got, you know, a couple of old guys who um, who can't play 90 minutes and they um, definitely can't run with the ball. So um, I can understand why, you know, Smith definitely, unfortunately, mm-hmm. last season, I think he was plagued by injury, but um, he's definitely someone you want on your bench um, to bring on. He can change a game um, and I can't fault him for that. Pierce. Yeah, okay. I think Pierce is probably being lined up for management or so. But it's like what I said before on, on one of the previous shows. I think Gary is more of a ta- tactical manager, mm-hmm. and I think Callum Davison was more of your probably your your man management um, who used to be able to you know get round the players and keep them sweet. And I think that's probably what Pierce does now, um, and go from there. So Gary and and um, what's his name, the other fella, the Andy Barrett. Barrett, that's it. Um, they, they do all the technical. 
and uh, and maybe Pierce is there to to run round and be the uh, be the fixer as such. I mean, he played twenty four times last season in the league, Pierce. And to be honest with you, I'd probably say it's twenty times too many. And it's the same going to be this season. I I really don't want Pierce to play, but that's not a criticism of Pierce. It's just I think he's not to the championship standard anymore. We've said it. His legs are gone, haven't they? Like a bit like Morrison, like a couple of seasons yeah. ago. It, it does feel like that. And we said it towards the end of last season. So like, I suppose if you look at it that way, it is a bit of a negative. But at the same time, I expect us to sign another central defender, hopefully. And I don't think he'll play as many games as last season. So if anything, it'll probably even half that and 10 to 15 games maximum for him. So if you look at it that way and what he brings to off the pitch, he's obviously wants to stay. It's obviously less money that Routers said. You know, I'm all for it. And I think with that, I'm content about it. This, with Smith, I completely agree with you. We've said before, you know, Smith brings plan B. Hopefully we've got a plan A. I mean, I've been, a lot of people this week replied to me on Twitter when I said, oh, Smith is perfect plan B. Everyone's like, where's our plan A? Mickey, where's the plan A, mate? I mean. We, ain't, we don't have one. Do we? <laughs> it reminds, you know, talking about plan Bs and all that reminds yeah. me of when Harris was manager. When it, it was, yeah. You know, we always had a plan A, but plan B, C or D, we never had. Yeah. Um, which we do have with with Gary, I think we do have, um, you know, he can change things around. Um, I agree with you. I don't think Pierce is going to play that much. Mm. Uh, hopefully, he's on a paper play. I think he's he brings um, other stuff to the team more so than than his playing ability, which I, I just don't think there. It's like Morrison when Morrison was um, when his legs were going, and we were doing you know Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. He mm. couldn't play two games on a trot. His legs weren't there, but is a great leader to have on a pitch. You know, he, he can control where he is. He can control the players and make sure people are doing what they're doing. So, you know, I can understand why having him, but I think it's just that that old-time Millwall mentality when realistically what we want is youngsters. Mm. You know, let's look at building a team for the next, you know, 10, 15 years going forward. Um, and we don't need 30-year-olds. We need to be signing, you know, 18, 19, 20, probably up to 24 um, and then hopefully get players, stay in the club, form a base and, and, and take us on to the promised land as such. Is um, If you're Isaac Alafe or you're Hayden Muller or Alex Mitchell, are you a bit worried about the likes of Pearson Smith staying on? Or I mean, personally for me, like I'd like to see the pair of them, especially I want to see Mitchell as well, but I think Mitchell's a couple of years younger than, well, maybe same age as Muller, but definitely a couple of years younger than Olafe. But I'd like to see him just play out on loan a bit more, I think. I don't think they're going to play much under Rowett. I think Rowett had the opportunity to play at least Hayden Moore towards the end of the season. But if you're youngsters at the club and you're seeing these two stay in, albeit we ain't got too many old players at the club, you're right mm. in saying we should sign, sign more young players. You're right. But if you're them, are you thinking, oh, there's my chance of playing gone a bit more? Like, you know, maybe they're thinking, maybe I need to get a loan move out. Or what you th- how do you think they feel at the moment, the news of these two staying? Well, I mean, I mean, take... Um... Abdul Malik for a minute. You know, there's loads of speculation around him at the minute. Um, there's rumour that allegedly he's got the same agent as Fred. If he has, then he's fucked. Because um, <laughs> Fred's agent is fucking hated within the club anyway. Um, and he fucked Fred right over. So if that is true and it is the same agent, then, um, yeah, we're fucked there. But he he's being looked on by a few different clubs and he wants regular football. Will he get that with Arsenal? No. Will the development be beneficial for him at Arsenal? Possibly. Um, better than possibly at Millwall? Don't know, possibly. But, you know, the other teams what are being touted, no. I mean, I've seen Gary this week saying, you know, he wants to be a um, a permanent fixture within the club, mm-hmm. wants to be a permanent fixture within the starting eleven, and and look at bringing him into the first team. 
if that's all good and it's not just paper bullshit, then, you know, great. You know, you need to get him on the pro, you know, they've offered him a pro contract. So, you know, as long as they've offered him serious money and they haven't done what they did to Cherno. If you haven't heard the Cherno interview, then it is on, on the back catalogue on, on the shows. Um, have a listen. Obviously, he was he was fucked over by the club. Um, I think with Abdul Malik, um, I've just read the, the article from Sunday. It was the Daily Mail that mm. first broke it. Um, and it was Swansea who tabled a bid. And I think Mill have labelled it derisory and not anywhere near the valuation they value him on. Whilst Abdul Malik is out of contract at the end of the season, so he's been offered a pro deal, like you said, it can get quite messy when it comes to youth players. I think if you're under 23, yeah. even if you're out of contract, because they're a mill player, and mills put time and effort into them, compensation comes into play, um, yeah. even if he leaves on a free transfer. So it's not as plain and simple as yeah, but, yeah, you know, Scott, and, and, Scott Malone signing, for example. Scott Malone was, oh, yeah. his contract's run out of Derby. He was on loan to us. We've made it a permanent. We don't pay yeah. Derby a fee. Yeah. We just pay Scott Malone. But because yeah. it's a 17, 18-year-old here that's involved, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it looks the case of it's going to be a messy situation if he does leave. So it'll be going to court and in a settlement or somewhere along the line, wouldn't it? Yeah, it goes to arbitration. Then it goes yeah. to an arbitration panel as such, and they decide how much you know it could be anything. I think you can only get up to a maximum of a million. Yeah. Um, but the club done it before with the other – I can't think of his name now. The other lad, um, there was a bidding war between Man City and Chelsea. Man City got it. Um, and I know that you know there was loads of add-ons there and everything else, and the club made made out of it really – really well um you know you lose a promising youngster but potentially you get stuff going forward um and i think that's what's going to happen because you know if malik's been there for a good few years that's a lot of time and effort put in and then all of a sudden go but that you know that unfortunately that's the fault of um the club the youngsters the club and not just that we're dealing with sharks you know football agents and you know, oh, I've just brought your mum and dad a new house, so you're coming now with me and we're going to go here. Or, you know, your dad's got a new motor or, or you've got this, you've got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know it goes on. It's not supposed to, but we know it goes on. I mean, you you read Michael Calvin's book. I think it's um, Hunger in Paradise. And it talks about all the dodgy deals, you know, signing up, giving people new houses for, you know, getting their eight-year-old on a book and and, and stuff like that. And... It's just fucked up. Football agency and everything else is just fucked up. There's a lot of ex Millwall players now. Were um, Bobby Barry's an agent, well. isn't he? Bobby Barry, Who? I think. So. Bobby Barry, I think he's an agent. Yeah, Bobby Barry's an agent. Um, I think he I looks think... after John Marquis and stuff like that. I could be wrong. Bobby Barry, and I yeah, think he looks after and... Millwall players as well. Bobby um, Barry, so I think he looks like he's looked after Bobby Barry as well. But um, yeah, there's another um, thing he met. Um, oh, what's his name? Mar- John, um, John Samba's also one as well. Yeah, yeah, and there's, a, there's another, there's a couple of them. Ben Thatcher's um, an agent as well. Oh, really? Well, with the article anyway about Abdul Malik, I mean, if you haven't already subscribed to our Twitter or followed our Twitter, uh, we're posting daily little news rumour meals that come along, just stuff basically that picks up the hashtag Millwall, and I basically retweet it and post it on our handle. Um, and this was the article from the Daily Mail on Sunday. It was uh, Swansea who tabled a bid and also Rangers and Arsenal who are looking, but a number of clubs are touted to be looking at Abdul Malik. Um, again, I think he's a player that played in the 18 side that went to Chelsea in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Same team yeah. that Hayden Muller was in and Axe Mitchell. Yeah. Obviously yeah. highly rated by the club. Played for the 23s a lot last season. I hope he does stay. I, I, I suppose it's that's catch-22, is it, Mickey? You either look at the money or maybe you think, if I've got a valid chance of playing at Mill, I look at Billy Mitchell, Danny McNamara, you know, Hayden Muller being on the fringes of the first team, Ryan Sanford, you know, then I think maybe I could stay. But then at the end of the day, money talks in football, doesn't it? So you wouldn't knock the kid for going to a bigger club and getting more money. But 
hopefully his head score in the right place and he does stay around for a bit longer. Uh, some other rumours, I mean, there's not much to be honest with you. I think there's a rumour that he's taken on a Portsmouth midfielder, Gerard Story, who's going to be training with the Mill under 23s. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Porteous, remember that name? Ryan Porteous from the January window, the Hibernian defender. He's yeah. been linked with Galatasaray this week. One to watch out for. We've also been linked with Luke O'Neill, who is at Sunderland. Uh, again, this is just pure rumour and speculation. So, again, don't take this as a gospel. Um, an interesting departure. Obviously, Shay Ferguson left the club. He's been linked with Charlton in the last week. I did say, obviously, maybe Williams or Ch- Ferguson can stay local. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, and also, one that's been confirmed today, who was linked with us in the January window, is Alan Campbell. I think um, the club made it clear in the March time that they weren't interested in signing Campbell on a permanent deal. I think he was on a free transfer from uh, Motherwell. And before people ask, yes, my mum is well, thank you. It's always the joke that goes around on Motherwell. People go, people go, if you look at the thread for when he signed for uh, for Luton Town today, which is where he's gone to, I guarantee in the comments it'll be, what team did he used to play for? And people will reply to going Motherwell. And then the same person will reply back going, yeah, she's well, thank you. So, um, yeah, watch it. that's like just the poorest jokes around at the moment. But yeah, yeah there Cap- isn't any. Get on that thread and leave, and, and leave Omar's joke, all right? Yeah, well, it's not my joke, trust me. My mate does it all the time to me as well. So um, it's definitely a common joke around because if he's saying it, he's not made it up himself. So, yeah, I mean, but yeah, Alan Campbell signed for my, uh, for Motherwell, for Luton Town on a free transfer. You mentioned the young players, mate. Luton have signed some decent young players. Decent players. Fred's gone there. on the. Uh, I think he signed for undisclosed deal from Wickham yeah, after they got relegated. And they've also signed... Decent player, but yeah. Well, he's, he's he's young enough that he's still got a chance to make an impact in this league. You know, you mentioned young players that are, you know, that assets that you can maybe turn around. I think if he has the right training and right, you know, kind of tutorage under Jones there at Luton, New you age. don't know what can happen. You never know, mate. Um, and then obviously, uh, I think there's some Reese Burke, who's a young central defender. You split at West Ham. You played the whole last season. So, like, yeah. you know, it'd be interesting for Luton to see how they do. They're the sort of players that I would want me all to be signing to make up the squad, to be honest. I would even sign Fred back. I would say it. Like, if he didn't, you know, have the spell he did at Mill, I'd be looking at a player like Fred and be excited about him, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, if I'm honest, I'm a bit disappointed this year. Um, mm. I'm a bit disappointed that... Charlie Austin has gone to QBR. That means that we don't have any rumours that he's coming to us. Always um, rumour for Charlie Austin. Yeah, always, always. I mean, yeah. you know, realistically, I think it should be just a, a rumour now that, you know, even though he's signed for QBR, he's, he's still going to be coming to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's a very, 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 and I know it's only not long open, but it's a very flat um, transfer window so far. I know probably the players and the management and all that are probably on holiday um, chilling for you know a well-deserved rest. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, but it just seems to be fucking nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, no big names, no names of you know when when never going to get them anyway. But they've been linked to us. It just doesn't seem to be. I think it's a culmination <laughs> of a few things. The Euro is obviously being on takes away a little bit from the yeah. daily outlet of news because everyone's more interested yeah. in the tournament going on. Yeah. I think Rowett's Baffin's holidays could have done a bit of the club last week, which we'll get onto in a minute that I wanted to mention. Um, but I think also because of last season where we finished in July and then we had like four weeks off, then went to another season. Yeah. I think a lot of football clubs and a lot of players especially are looking like the summers in like, cool, I've got a summer off to myself. And I imagine yeah. the staff are all the same as well. Where like we have a rarity where we've got 
about eight weeks where the players have all shut off and gone away because that's quick turnaround from last season where they had like two weeks off, albeit yeah. they had the whole lockdown, three, four months, wherever we was not playing football. I think they look at it as in this is a nice little break to then come back. But I agree with you, mate. Like, you know, especially Rarit being the manager he is, I would have thought he would have wanted three or four players in going into the first week of pre-season, which is probably a couple of weeks away now. And there's I, nothing there, nothing going I, on at all. No, I mean, there's the other thing as well, what Birmingham are moaning about. I mean, I don't think he's that great a player, but there's that, um, there's a Croatian player who's potentially not wanting to sign a contract at, at, at Birmingham, who's, yep. you know, an attacking midfielder. Whether or not... Rao is that, is that, that um, Halilovic, is it? The yeah. Croatian, yeah. Yeah, he's only a young lad, only 24, but he signed he's in, not really he's, done a lot. He signed in January for them, I think, for a short-term deal. And yeah, you're right, that's true. You know, that, it seems to be at the minute that Rowett likes to go after players he knows or or teams he knows and, and the setups and all that. And all the, also the fact that um, Harvey come from Birmingham, yep. he might know something about him and he might think, oh... And, and I mean, I think the lad just needs to have a, a club where he can fit into and grow into. Mm-hmm. And he could be great, but... Yeah, it's, it's, it remains to be seen, I think. Uh, I think another player I saw being linked with us was Charlie White at, towards the end of the season yeah. from Sunderland. He would fit in with us. He's a striker, a big striker, scored goals for Sunderland last season, but he's been rumoured to be close to a greener deal to Celtics. So that's another player we could miss out on that could be going up north to Scotland. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the rumour front, not a lot, mate, to be honest, and not a lot to shout about. Maybe, I think, I feel like in the next week or so it's going to hot up because the club done a bit with Rowett last week. They were together at the Den by the looks of it. And um, he spoke about a few things in the interview that I wanted to drop into this chat now. He spoke about confirming there's going to be a week up in Scotland for a little summer camp. We knew it was going to happen, but he says five to seven days in Scotland. Start Um, with Sweden. Yeah. Start with Portugal and end up in fucking Scotland. He did also say we'd be playing one game up there. It didn't confirm what, but if you're smart enough to work out, you know, Callum Davidson being at St. Johnston, I personally think that's definitely going to be nailed on a St. Johnston mill friendly game. Yeah. Whether it's behind closed doors or not remains to be seen. Um, he, he didn't really sound fussed about transfers, to be honest with you, mate. And he got asked the question, albeit because it's through the club media, and let's not to criticise the club media, but they don't really prod the manager because it's that they work for the same club. They're not gonna, they're not gonna prod someone when you know he's ultimately he's the boss. You know what I mean? So they're not gonna take the piss with him. But the transfers, I feel like, towards the end of our season were we're looking to get bodies in, right players in. Now it's we're not going to rush for the players. And I guess yeah. it. You don't, you don't want to sign a player just to the sake of signing a player. But I do get the impression that he's in no hurry to get players in now. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, you've got to get three or four players in now that's going to help bolster your squad and kick on for the season. But like you said, there's there's no no names there, nothing going on. And I do feel like his approach has changed a bit. I'm happy for him to take his time. We've still got players contracted, enough players to go into the season, but we're three or four still short, mate. Yeah, but if you, right. go, if you go back to um, the interview we did at the end of the season, which I know is only a couple of weeks ago, but if you go back to there when he done the interview with either Max or, or Billy, um, it was, oh, you know, I want to get players in mm-hmm. as soon as possible and all of this, you know. Now he's changed his a week into the transfer window, and done. But it's like I said before, I just don't think the money's there. Maybe I, you know we're coming out of a season where we've lost money, mm-hmm. um, and all of a sudden, you know, I just don't think we've got three, four, five million pounds to spend on players. I Maybe. think it's get a player on a free or as cheap as possible, and then we're just paying the wages and go from there. Um, because I, I find it. I find it incredibly hard that 
none of the football journos are linking us with anyone. Um, you know, the John Kellys, the Jake Sanders, um, Richard Crowley, all of those are just pumping out the same media spin every day. You know, it, 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 it's it's the same mm-hmm. um it's the same spill and unfortunately it's great but you know let's let's ask a few different questions it's like watching fucking boris johnson press conference isn't it you know the questions what need to be asked but you know fucker answers i wonder if they get access to the manager as much anymore i, I don't know like I, it does feel like it's changed a lot and the, the club itself i think are very aware of his image and they don't really I think they only allow certain questions to be asked from these people do you know what I mean like and I do think that a lot especially in the last uh, couple of seasons there used to be a time when Aldo was back in the south on the press it used to be all the questions used to get asked all the time Aldo used to be Southwark News by the way oh, he was South London as well I'm sure at one point no so Southwark oh I'm gonna I'm gonna test you on that because I feel like he was South London then Southwark News I agree with you because it was Southwark News and uh, News at then um, mm. I think before you start news it then, I'm going to say South London Press. Let someone decide that wrong in, in listening to the South show. London, it, it was Southwark News. Southwark News, and then he started news at then, and then he sold oh, okay. it to Southwark News. There you go. And then Made they bought good. it, and then, yeah, yeah, went from there, you know. But yeah, um, but I feel like back in the day, he used to ask questions, he used to get answers, he used to be linked with players. James Hansen, I remember three, four years ago when Harris was there. But I feel like the club kind of don't want that anymore. They want it to be kind of hush-hush. And I understand why, but as fans, all... we're sitting here waiting. Give us it's something. all pretty, pretty, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's all... The trouble is now is that I think clubs as a whole, not just Millwall, I think clubs as a whole control the media. Mm-hmm. Same as England, everything else. You can understand with everything you've seen this week, you know, um, you look at... Um, what's the young lad at England who's had a blinding go, yet they're fucking... The media's slagging him off. Every tournament. Every tournament, yeah. mate, the press in this country just goes after... Um, an England player, an England yeah. manager, whoever it is, it just fucking slates them. Yeah. And, you know, realistically, do you want all that bullshit? If you're in charge of media, you know, do you really want all that? It's easier for, for Billy or Max to ask questions to the management. They can be, you know, they can be, you know, pre-warned, forearmed, whatever way you want to do it, with with what questions are coming, have their answers done and go from there. Um, you know what? We'd love to. Billy... We know you listen, uh, Max or, or, or Steve or whoever. We'd love to have, you know, Steve on. We'd love to have, you know, a, a chance to be able to interview the manager, um, you know, be open and, and just ask some of the questions what, you know, I think people want. It'd be great. Um, I think the chances of that happening are pretty much, you know, slim to none. But And, and if Steve, you know if you ever come on, we'll never ask you what we could do about the catering at Millwall because, you know, that's the, always the one question we always get asked. So whenever they, I always remember back in the day when they used to go on to old shows or if they used to be like the fans forum, the catering, the catering. Like, do you know what you want? <laughs> the thing with the catering, right? If you want the catering fixed, it's, it's use it more. Yeah. Right? Use it more, complain more, uh, uh, and then things will be done. But the trouble is, is that people don't necessarily use it, um, you know, but yet everyone wants to moan about it. Um, I used to hate it. From there. When it was the fans forums, like, you used to get like the, the notes online afterwards or whatever. And you, I used to just flip through them. This is obviously five, six years ago. What are we going to do about the catering? What are we going to do to fix this? What are we going to do to... I'm like, oh my God. There surely there's more important questions to ask when you get access to these people. Surely. Do you know what I used to like with the forums? Especially like, you know, um, which I don't like talking about when I was fan on the board. And obviously afterwards, <laughs> right? Afterwards, when um, especially when Neil was there, you, you'd obviously be around afterwards. You speak to Neil, you speak to Steve, etc. 
and it was it used to always die it used to always make me die how many armchair managers there were you know <laughs> i mean i think the best one i was at five forum a couple of years ago where a fellow Therese said um why don't you let everyone come up for a corner and neil went i do and about you know the rest of the room went yeah he does and this geezer <laughs> still wouldn't take it and he's going you know why can't so and so come up for a corner what kind of thing and he was like yeah but he does <laughs> no no he don't he don't and neil's like do you watch the games here because he does do you know what i mean and you, and you and you just get people like that and it's just you know highly amusing i mean yeah. you know i love our fan base our fan base is brilliant but you know they that uh, the opinions across you know everybody and i think that's a great thing is that you know we could go watch me wall 200 of us and then mm-hmm. all come on a lot, you know, all come into a meeting afterwards, mate. And every single one of us will have a different opinion of the game. And it's Correct. brilliant. Um, and, and I love the fact that, you know, all the fans are passionate and, and you know, really, really interested in, in stuff. But I think sometimes uh, the club needs to ask questions of what needs to be asked, not questions what they want us to, to possibly, you know, hear. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I do agree with you there, mate. Uh, I think that's everything we've got anyway, part one, chaps. Uh, we're going to move on to part number two in a second where we'll be talking about Euro 2021. It's called Euro 2020, but we're in 2021, so I'm going to call it 2021. All right. Yeah, but, uh, Mickey, anything else you want to put into part one? No. All part right. two, we talk Euro 2020. And welcome to part two of the show. Here, like I said, we're going to be talking about England, mate. It's coming home. It's what a result, coming though. home. Mate, blinding. Mill, uh, England beat uh, Croatia 1 0 on Sunday at Wembley. Uh, thanks to Raheem Sterling, of all people. I think, um, yeah, you mentioned earlier about the press being digging out all these sort of players. I think Sterling always got in the past. But another player I wanted to name drop who got the brunt of the press stick today, mate, uh, Calvin Phillips from Leeds. Don't want to big up a Leeds player too much, but he was mustard on Sunday, mate. He was top draw. He's fucking good, wasn't he? I yeah. mean, you read into him, you know, his family and all that. They were like, I mean, I was I was reading bits and pieces, you know, oh, his Irish mother. And people are going, his mum's not Irish. Mm. You know, yeah, his, his dad's allegedly Jamaican in prison. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. He's, you know, he's been with his girlfriend since 11, 11. years old. Yeah, that was so weird. What? Who yeah. cares? All I'm interested in is how he plays on the field. Do you know what mm. I mean? And that's it. I don't, you know, I'm not interested in his back life. I, you know, I don't want to move next door to the fella. I, I, I don't want to become his friend. You know, I'm, I'm not interested in his politics or anything else. The only thing I care about is how he plays in an England shirt on that pitch. Correct. And if I'm honest with you, the reason he probably plays mustard is because Leeds last season were playing championship football and he enjoys the football. Same as Foden, same as all of them. They are mustard about wanting to play football. Mm-hmm. And they're not prima donnas. They're not, you know, they're not good players who've got all the money in the world. They've actually still got a little bit of passion left. And the three lines actually mean something to a lot of these players this season or this year. Do you know what? I think a lot of that credit, I was talking about this uh, the other day, it has to go to Southgate. I give Southgate a stick for the way he sets teams up where, you know, even the team on Sunday, right? 10 right o'clock in the morning, team gets leaked. Trippier's playing left back and you're thinking, what's going on here? You've got Chilwell. No, 
Message. Hey, man, it's Devin. You know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. <laughs> oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. <laughs> That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat. When are we set in sail, Captain? <laughs> when you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Sure, in the squad, you don't pick either of them. Sterling starts, no Jack Grealish. Yeah, I think a lot of people want Grealish to play. Um, and then they're like, oh, he's put Phillips and Rice, two holding midfielders in. You know, but fair play to that team out there. I mean, also, you're talking about the will to play for England and that kind of spirit. You hear all these ex-players all the time, the likes of Ferdinand and Lampard, if they're on this TV, you know, they used to not hate playing for England, but the pressure of the golden generation, quote unquote, really got to them. And like, they'd go to these uh, tournaments and like the United players would sit together, the Chelsea players would sit together. But you look at this generation, the best thing he's done is, Southgate, is he's had some of these in the under 21s. They've all played football together since they were 18 years old, playing in the England setup. They're all best mates. You see them all hang out together outside of football as well. And like, I think that's just had a, a great fact, a great kind of feel factor around the nation. And you can just see, like, it means so much to them to play for the country. And, you know, the performance on Sunday was great. I mean, Croatia weren't anything special. It's the caveat to it. But then again, they're meant to be on paper the best team in our group with us. So we made it look easy. We beat them comfortably. Even Mings played solid at centre-half the other day, and I didn't think he would. But, you know, it's set up mouthfully perfectly, mate, for Friday evening at Wembley against the jocks <laughs> yeah 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 definitely but i mean you know even sterling's goal mate what a fucking pass yeah from Phillips, Do you know what yeah. i mean it was yeah, just yeah. um it was just everything about the game it, it just you just knew that you know something was gonna something was gonna fall into place and it was good we weren't we weren't looking like we were going to lose that game like we do no. a lot of the games Correct. and it looked as if it was ours uh it was ours to take um and i love it when before the game kicks off, you got all the press. What the fuck is Southgate doing? Does he really know? Oh, look, blah, blah, blah. And then the end of it, wow, what a management, you know, what a management yeah. decision. Fantastic tactical man, blah, blah, you know, playing a left back for a right back and a right back for a left back and this, that, and the other, and all that. And you just go, he, he, the thing is, what Southgate's got is that he can put those players in any fucking position he wants and they will go out there and play for him. Mm-hmm. He takes responsibility as well. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, I think that's what he's clever. Like he almost, I feel like he picks that team on Sunday a little bit on purpose to go. Mm. It'll be less about the players. I, I yeah. put a right back and left back. They're talking about my team lineup, and yeah. I have faith in the players to go out there and do it. And that's all we spoke about. We didn't talk about X, Y, and Z before the game. Will no. he be up to it? We spoke about what team he's put out there. I, yeah. I think that honestly, I think it was a masterstroke from him. Whether he did it or not intentionally to kind of take away from the players and put it all on him, I think he done a masterstroke. I think he did because he knows. I mean, what's he know? He's been England manager for what eight your games? Is he something like that? I think it was before it's the World Cup, be, wasn't it? it was, yeah, so, so four or five about, years. Yeah, so it's a good few games. He played under under twenty ones, under twenty threes, and under eighteens or whatever, didn't he? He, he, he managed twenty ones. He managed twenty ones. Yeah. So he's played in tournaments with these youngsters and all that lot. He's played in these tournaments. He's had the pressure. You're an Isaac. He's had the stress. Yeah, he, he fucking missed a penalty and yeah. then went and done a fucking pizza ad. Um, and you just think, he's been there, done it. He knows He knows how to play the media. Correct. I mean, all the way up to it, he knows how to play the media. You know, the open letter, the, you know, the conversation about, 
BLM and everything else, you know, you know, booing this and do this and do that. He mm. knows how to play the media, how to suddenly take it away from the players and bring it on him or bring it on the FA, bring it on, on something else. And he's played it blinding. So mm. far, he's playing it blinding, you know. Um, yeah, we've got another big game because the Jocks, after the fact that they got stuff last night, they they are, you know, not not going to come to England and try and put a performance on because of it. Um, mm. But fuck me, that second goal yesterday was class. Blinded, mate. I think it's a uh, shick, isn't it? He scored two goals. Great header in the first half. Second half, mate. I mean, what a goal. Like, it's, I think it's just the audacity to take it on. And then the fact that he'd done it, like I love the memes going around online, the goalkeeper trying to fly into the net and trying to get the ball. Have you seen the pictures online where everyone's putting pictures and editing him, like kind of like standing there like this and going, you know, all sorts of stuff on there. Like the ESPN video. I sent you the video. They on ESPN in America, they've got a um, uh, a clip on a on a show of um, you know how they do it or or what did they do? You know how did they do that or whatever. And yeah, the Americans are going mental over the fact that he scored from the halfway line. You know, <laughs> and when when they tell you the score, you know, Scotland got or it's Scotland got beat two nothing. Yeah. Um, and you just think, you know what, yeah, you know what, it's great. We need to stuff them on Friday. Um, sorry if there's any will. Millwall, if there's any Millwall Scottish um, fans listening to this, no disrespect, but we need to stuff you and give you another twenty three years of hurt. I think, um, um, yeah, commiserations really for your exit on Friday. I think, you know, two losses yeah. and your tournament's over. I, I'm, I'm I, don't think, now. <laughs> I can't see you beating England at the moment. I think they are going to get stronger and stronger as this group goes on. My comment was tongue-in-cheek there. I'm anxious about Friday, but I'm always anxious about England games, to be honest with you. Just as mm. much as I am for Millwall games, to be honest. I, I do think mm. Scotland will want to have a bounce back. And you, they were, I, I will say it, they were unlucky yesterday. I watched their game like pretty much in full. And it, like before both goals, there was a lot of pressure from them where like if they just had that little bit of luck, and I know luck's obviously contentious thing to say in football but mm. there's moments where like it's cleared off the line or it loops over the keeper and the keeper gets back to save it or it hits the post or you know even for the second goal the defender gets the ball and he's pro runs forward and goes to kick it at goal instead of trying to get play out wide and you're thinking just some little fine margins that kind of done him the know-how so yeah. to speak yeah that it was unlucky for them and i do think it'll be a good game friday but i think we should have more than enough to see him through and hopefully we play comfortably and win it. I mean, Greenish is potentially ruled out Friday. Early signs suggest he might not play. He didn't train today. Hopefully, that's just, I don't know, maybe they're managing his injury from the end of the season. So, hopefully, he's he's still able to play. But, yeah, he didn't train I mean, today, which is, I don't know, interesting one. No, I mean, also, I mean, today's got some today's got some blinding games on, wasn't it? I mean, you had yep. Hungary-Portugal. I mean, Portugal, fuck's sake, nil-nil until the 87th minute. And then, fuck yep. me. Score a goal and Ronaldo steps up and scores two. I know he scores Christian a penalty, Ronaldo. but but Ronaldo's something else, mate. Do you know what I mean? That and 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 the news conference where he moves the bottles of coke and says, "Drink water," and that that <laughs> must be an absolute kick in the bollocks. I, I know he's sponsored by Pepsi. I was about to say it's got to be some sort of sponsorship. Absolute there, kick in the bollocks for coke, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, going, he's moved us off off the pedestal. Um, and yeah. so far, those of you who are listening, obviously this comes out on a Wednesday, but those of you listening. 96th minute in France are leading Germany 1-0. Yeah, I think... Um, Which I think is always good. The Germans as, might be in trouble. As much as we don't like, you know, as much as I don't like France, um, I'd always, always like it when Germany's getting beat by someone else. I think it goes down to probably the last game of the group for that game, for that group stage. It'd be interesting to see what happens there, definitely. But um, yeah. yeah, for England, I mean, Friday's a huge game, mate. I mean, Absolutely. what about... 
What about Christian Eriksen on Saturday, mate? That was a bit of a scare, wasn't it? With you see, that, that was, again, you know, um, there's been a lot of that on the media, isn't there? I mean, fuck mm. me. I mean, we've had we've had a couple. We, we speak about one on the next part, but obviously we spoke about one last show, someone close to us who, mm. um, who had a heart attack. Um, it just seems all of a sudden, going back to the mental health show we had when we were speaking um, with Rob, and Rob said, you know, that when something's in your mind, there's a part of your brain what basically makes you aware of other things like that. And all mm. of a sudden, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's all over as such. But no, he, he, he didn't look right. And he took a tumble, went down. Uh, his teammates deserve absolute utmost respect um, and something for that. You know, the fact that, you know, he turned him, he stopped him swallowing his tongue. The referee... Again, Premiership referee was mustered. Yeah. Um, it was blowing that whistle like mad. Got the medics on, everything done. Um, nice to see him walk off the pitch. Nice to see that he's okay. Wants to know what's going on. Um, wants to know why it happened. Um, yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, I was listening to the radio the other day with um, an ex Tottenham doctor or Tottenham doctor who was speaking and saying, you know, they've all had checks. They, you know when he was at Tottenham, they were all having regular checks and, and didn't have any signs and all that. Um, but you know what? Hopefully he can play football again. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had it with within our club where we've had players what have, you know, had heart issues and stuff. Toby Alabi, um, wasn't it? Like Toby Alabi. Yeah. yeah. He's, the, he's the football agent now. That's probably what he's trying to say yeah. earlier. Toby Alabi. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a football <laughs> agent. Circle. But again, you know, I think it's... Um, I see that some people are sort of Cashing in is probably the wrong word. Um, there are some people, you know, selling stuff and key rings and whatnot. And I just think, you know what, I think it's time where if you're going to donate money, donate money to some of the um, grassroots campaigns for um, defibrillators um, yeah. for lower league clubs and youth clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what you want to do. I think Toby, Toby does them for schools. Um, he does heart machines because they're a lot of money. They're about fourteen hundred quid, um, and, and you know I think they do they they can do them for about a grand or so, and they put them into schools and stuff like that. And I think they're the people what are doing good out there and learn CPR. Uh, we posted something the other day on on our Twitter feed of of telling you you know what to do across um, you know young old uh, and. Um, middle age as such, you know, different age groups, what to do. So look at that, retweet it, um, share the message out there and just, you know, be a bit more aware of what to do in a situation if it comes up, comes upon you. Just feels a bit kind of close to home, doesn't it? And it's like, it's oh, unsavory yeah, to see as well, like on the TV, world stage, and then that happens. And I think I didn't watch the coverage on for Saturday, but a lot of people were talking about negativity of like BBC keeping it on and like kind yeah, of putting it on him and stuff like that. But It's media. I mean, yeah. everything over time with media, you know, um, you know, you look at the Iranian embassy, you look at, you know, different players. The other player, who was that? Um, Malumbai, who who was the Bolton Tottenham? Oh, uh, Malumbu. Yeah, when, when he had, that was, that was being screened. That Malamba, was being, Malamba, 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 yeah. that's it. That, that, was being, that was being screened. There's a, you know, it it's newsworthy. And unfortunately, in the current situation where we are, 
people will screenshot it. People will make screenshot videos and post them out there for likes and tweets. And, and all these media companies will do it for it sounds It sounds terrible, but I imagine BBC's viewer numbers went skyrocketing on, on Saturday when that happened. And I don't want to say that's the reason why they kept it on, because it's probably not. They could have still covered it from the studio. But, you know, you do kind of think in the back of your head, there's a bit of like a kind of clout, kind of not even clout is the right word, but, you know, chance to, you know, get some numbers. I think they could have controlled it because there would have yeah. been, you know, there would have been a, uh, a gallery there. There would have been, you know, probably eight, ten people um, controlling it and they could have controlled it. I don't think showing his missus. Uh, hysterical was yeah. was great, um, and the fact that getting CPR, I think the players done well shielding what was going on. Um, but again, I think it's the world we live in now. It's a, it's a media, uh, it's a media frenzied. Um, everybody wants to know what's going on. No, did you see the other good news this week? Go on. Oh, Jim White is uh, has left Sky. <laughs> to that focus on other no. pursuits of media, which is obviously talk sport and continue that sort of rubbish that he does. So I don't know. I love the fact that he now has um, Simon Jordan on. I'm not Jordan fan, not Simon Jordan's biggest fan, but fuck me, don't Simon Jordan put him in a place. And if you haven't 100%. listened to it, there's a clip out there of Simon Jordan telling him that you know, he doesn't give a shit about what, you know, what Scotland, Scotland does, or Wales do. Yeah. Or Wales does, you know, he's English and he's supporting England and he don't care what yeah. other people do. And Jim really, really got offended by that thinking, you know, what's going on? Why, why, why can't you support another great yeah. Britain team? Because unfortunately in the Euro and the World Cup, there is no Great Britain. It's England. <laughs> it was a bit, it's definitely all a bit panto. But yeah, what Simon Jordan said was 100% spot on, though. A lot of the things he said, I was like, fair play to you, you know, be British, uh, be English and proud of it a little bit. And I was like, you see, fair play. I'll, I'll find it, I'll find it and I'll retweet it in a minute. But Simon Jordan posted a picture today of, uh, he said, even this this Scottish team is the only one that could possibly beat us. And it's got like Ross Abbott and, and fucking um, all the. The, the crazy characters, Scottish characters in there. So, <laughs> so yeah. You see the Congo? He's good for it. He's good. Did you see the Congo today with the Scottish players? Is that from last night? No, it was from a few years ago. I think they're just oh, taking okay. the piss because it was Marshall, the goalkeeper. They're dancing to Andy Marshall's song or whatever. So, like, yeah. that's the girls at the keeper that got lobbed. So, um, yeah, all, all fun and games. Um, mate, I want to press you for two answers, two predictions because the Czech Republic game for England is on the Tuesday. So, by the time we record, it'll be the Wednesday that it goes out. So, um, give me your prediction for Friday's game, England versus Scotland. 3-0. Okay. So, with that in mind, we'll probably qualify. So, then the yeah. Tuesday game will be a bit of a dead rubber. But... Well, how are we going to do against Czech Republic on the last game of the group? Czech Republic looked all right against Scotland, but mm. um, I think it'll probably be it'll be a draw or it'll be one or two one. Yeah, I think hopefully we win Friday, do the business, get qualified. Mm. Then it'll come down to what if we want to come first or second. I don't want to be saying we get a pick of it, but obviously second winning, is better for us, isn't it? Supposedly so, because obviously first I think plays the runner-up of the Spain group, or is it the Germany group? Maybe the Germany Church. France group. Yeah, Germany France yeah. group. I think it is. So obviously then you've got a chance to play one of the big teams. But end of the day, if you're going to win the whole thing, you've got to play the big boys. So yeah, but I think I'll go with two 0 Friday. 
I think it'll be close, yeah. but I think 2 0. Kane maybe get into the goals as well. And then um, Czech Republic, dead rubber, I'd say we'll win it 1 0. We'll win all three great games, not see the goal. There you I go. Thought, I thought Kane was going to be injured, mate, when he bounced oh, off that fucking yeah. goalpost. Yeah, that was a bit of a hot and mic moment, wasn't it? I was thinking, oh. scared me there. I was thinking, cool, like it's the whole tournament in jeopardy there, just with one little injury. But the thing that made me die with that, right? We watched, this, we watched the footage and he smashed his in line with his, like, that his nipples and his yeah. chest straight across the so right on the top line of his ribs, and then you got the commentators going, you know, it does hurt when you bash your arm off your ribs. And you're thinking, you blind fucking, <laughs> he fucking caned his ribs. You saw he caned his ribs. Yeah. The and the goalkeeper. Hats off to the goalkeeper. He knew that he was injured straight away. He knew that yeah, he hit it hard, and he was straight on him. You yeah. know, you're all right, blah blah blah. So, you know, I think you know what happened with Christian Eriksen is is hit home with a lot of lot of the players and probably scared the life out of them. Yeah, but... a bit of sportsmanship, isn't it? It's just kind yeah. of make sure, you know, check on your fellow uh, fellow countrymen, or not your countrymen, fellow footballer. Just make sure yeah. everyone's right, really. Um, I think that's probably it for part two. England's going to qualify. England's going to win the Euros, by the way, like I said last week. So um, never to be feared. Uh, and part three, we're just going to have a little roundup, five, ten minutes of just us kind of what we want to do for the podcast going forward. So we'll go for that now. And welcome to the final part of the show. Like I said earlier, we're going to be talking a bit about our podcast and our plans going into the new season. Albeit it's still about a month and a half away. I'm excited for the new season, Mickey, mate. And I'm just looking forward to kind of getting content out there. Obviously, you know, I mentioned last week, but a little selfish plug for myself. I'm doing my fan blog again, millwallfanblog.com. I'm doing two posts a week at the moment, just blogging and writing about Millwall. It's a different kind of pace to doing a podcast. Um, first couple of posts have gone down quite well, so I appreciate the feedback on that. So chat out if you don't have done so already. Uh, but mate, what's our plans going forward for the podcast? That's what I want to ask you. I mean, what are you, what are you looking to do well, next got, season? Well, we've got a couple of ideas, but before we do that, I mean, the other thing as well, if you're if you're young and and you know you're writing some stuff, get it sent in. You know, send it in mm-hmm. to us. Send it in. Let Omar see, and if it's good enough, Omar will put it on his blog possibly. Um, you know, he'll have the thing. So you know, look, the we've got a platform there. Um, we're happy to share. We're happy to to help, you know, anyone who, who's trying to get noticed uh, into the journalism world and all that. If you want to come on the show, let us know. Um, if you've got an opinion and whatnot, get in touch. Um, we try and make this as interactive as possible. Um, one one show what I'm looking at doing this year, Omo, is, um, again, sort of a selfish plug, I suppose, is I honestly believe that fans don't, actually understand a lot about their rights um and and i've got some shows being lined up with um some football lawyers uh the fss fair cop um giving some advice um uh, and pretty much um just making sure that you know your rights you know like you know the coppers aren't your friend um when they invite you in for a you know, an informal chat, always make sure you take a lawyer. Um, the different regulations around football compared to going to rugby or, or going to watch a pop concert, how um, unbelievably picked on football fans are. I know it's a bit of a cliche and people go, oh. but they are. So we've got those. Um, you've got some big shows coming from um, our, our one and only Neil Fizzler. 
Um, Neil's got a couple of different shows. He's got into the Lions Den as always. Uh, I, I know that he's busy lining up some great players um, coming up with that. But he's also going to be doing a history show. Um, you know, he's done those before with with Nick, but he's he's going to be doing them, uh, and I'm quite looking forward to them. He's he's, he's got some good things planned for the uh, for the history hour. Um, I suppose we could we could link in. There is a there is a a, a Twitter account um, and an Instagram account coming to back that up, um, and we we'll post that closer to the season probably the um, the page for it. But yeah, no, uh, I think we've. We've got some good bits and pieces, just content in it. That, that's, I think that's what we're looking at now. It's just, you know, content um, and, and slightly different to what everyone else is doing. We don't want to fall into the same as, same as. We don't want to fall into kissing the club's ass or, or you know, over, over slagging them off. We just want to be um, same as what you are listening to. If you're listening to this, then hope that we fall into the same boat as you. Um, same conversations you have with your powers down the pub, hopefully are the same conversations what we have on here. That's um, it. We've always said from the get-go, which wants to be not even I know we've gone a bit structured with the last couple of shows and trying to be a bit more, you know, to the point going into next season. But I just love what we've been able to do where like, you know, we interact with people that we wouldn't normally speak to. And I, yeah. I can't wait to go to games again and go to away games and bump into people and have a beer and chat about me all. That's like and that's what I used to love doing the most, especially away games and chatting to people and talking about the team, debating the team. I love just bumping into people and just chatting about the game and you know, giving our views about it, crying about it and being angry about it when we lose, but at the same time being jubilant about it and getting pissed up when we win. So, you know, that's yeah. what it's all about. And I, I, I look forward to when we go away games again. I know it's not quite there yet and hopefully it comes sooner rather than later. But I look forward to, you know, going some northern shit hole, taking over from nine o'clock in the morning um, and just having a little right laugh about it. And then with that, hopefully then giving more kind of, you know, I'm not going to say detailed account of the day because we don't want to talk about our day and what we get up to necessarily in full detail. But, just just talk about the experiences. That's what it's, I love about Millwall. Like there's books in the past that I've seen them read from Millwall fans that, you know, shared their experiences. It would be great to document the season in a different kind of way of just doing the podcast and, you know, just kind of give an account of it really and just what it's all about. I think that's it. And I'm going to try to go to every game possible really and just enjoy every bit of it and get that buzz back because the buzz is here now and it's not even, what is it, six weeks before we kick a ball in the start of the season. Absolutely. Buzzing, mate. I'm buzzing. Absolutely. We've got, we've got a few little things coming, what we'll announce closer to the season. Um, full interactive. I think I think we're going to be the number one interactive Millwall podcast or Millwall show out there. Um, I don't think anyone else is, is going to be anywhere near as interactive as us. Remember, you can go on the website, you can, um, you can leave a voice message, you can leave us a, 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 an email, you can leave us whatever you want. If you want, want to get on the show, just leave a voice message. We put you on the show. Um, as long as it's not libelous, it will go out in the format what you say. Um, yeah, I, I, and again, thank you very much for listening to you know um, this last year, the past shows. Thank you very much for for believing and listening to us. And hopefully, we've uh, we've helped get you through lockdown and you know walking the dog or mowing the lawn or you know just chilling out. Um, we've enjoyed doing it and, and hopefully you've enjoyed listening to it. Um, it's been good. And hopefully, maybe next week we might be doing a uh, a live live show <laughs> where me and you are are standing there together. Not live as in broadcast live, but a live show where actually 
we're, yeah. we're sitting opposite each other for a change in person just see how that goes i mean cool yeah. I, don't know. I don't know if i want to see your face again mate but that's enough on the other side of a camera here but <laughs> for those you can't see i'm, I'm, only, I'm only messing mate I, I definitely, <laughs> this is what like the, when we first started like literally what i just said a minute ago like the whole like meeting up having the chit chat about meals the one thing i love doing the most and I, I did lose that a little bit towards the end of last season, but I think a lot yeah. of people did, you know, like last season was difficult and not even being involved properly. You know, such tough watch at times as well, but it's harder when you're not there, I think. And we learned that a lot last year. And I, I just really hope we're past the end of it and, you know, look forward to the new season. Um, and, you know, I think, yeah, I'm looking forward to more interactive content. I'm just looking forward to going and meeting these people that we've become friends with over the internet and just chatting away about Millwall, really. That's pretty much it from me. I have to say. No, let's see. I've got, Couple of things quickly. Um, when we used to do Friday Night Live, he used to be a guy who used to always get involved in the messaging. I can't remember his. I can't remember his, his handle. Um, but you know loads about the youth team, um, the under twenty threes, under twenty ones. Get in contact with us. Um, DM us on, on on Twitter or whatever. Get in touch with us because we'd love to get you on and, and talk about the youth players. Um, you know, it'll, it'll only be voice, um, but please get in touch so we can we can do a segment. On, on the youth players because you seem to know inside out um, much better than us. Um, other point, what I just want to say is um, condolences and thoughts go out to Terry Houlihan's family um, who unfortunately uh, lost his battle uh, after his heart attack uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, sadly passed away yesterday. He started up um, the Democratic Football uh, Facebook page um, and he was um, fighting the cause, really. Uh, you know, with the when they did the march and everything else, he was there. He laid reefs um, for the terrorism victims uh, under Millwall's name, um, and he was a, a genuine, um, nice fellow and a, and a proper Millwall fan. So, um, Terry, um, rest in rest in peace, fella, and. Um, yeah, unfortunately, he lost his battle, but you know, he'll uh, he's gone on and and joined some of the Millwall legends who sadly passed over the years. So, uh, so yeah, well said, Mickey mate, and echo exactly what you say as always. And yeah, tough year and a half, isn't it? With just what's all been going on and all the Millwall fans who lost. And I hope the club do their bit when we go back and we're all back in the stadium, just to you know give a notable shout out to all these people because. They deserve it, obviously, mill people. Um, yeah, I think we've run our course, mate. We've reached our hacienda point. And um, before we do go, obviously, check out our handles as always uh, at that mill pod across all social networks. I said .com last week, but our podcast is www.thatmillpodcast.co.uk. Mickey told me after the show, which obviously didn't correct me live, which I appreciate. Um, and yeah, like I said, we do a little show, uh, Transfer Real, uh, Rumour Mill every day, and we're kind of looking around the rumours. And obviously, we're trying to do weekly podcasts at the moment and loving every bit of it. So, Mickey, anything else you want to add before we go, mate? Uh, no, oh, just just one other thing which we, which sort of was missed um, was hats off to those on Hoff. Uh, they've done the Basingstoke, Basingstoke 8 um, uh, plaque at the uh, Memorial Garden at Millwall. Um, mm. So if you are going past there, there is a plaque, uh, a big plaque there um, for that. And I think Dean, Dean Wilson, I think, um, done that plaque for him um, and the money raised from, from Hoff um through the usual names and whatnot so so hats off uh to hoff gets a lot of gets a lot of shit but actually you know what it's uh it's full of salty earth fellas on there mate and 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 women um and they're good as gold so yeah hats off for them 
Uh, but other than that, I think I've I've chatted enough shit this week. Um, I think we're done. And uh, you know, if you are listening this tomorrow, Omar would have had this edited in about an hour. What a legend! Uh, so, so hats off to Omar. He is absolutely <laughs> legendary. The time now is uh, I was just past ten. I was literally uh, just thinking. This is it. I gotta get it all edited and good to go, mate. <laughs> if you don't get it on Wednesday morning and you're listening to this and he hasn't cut it all out, then it's down to him fucking yeah. being an idiot. <laughs> well whilst Mickey's gonna go off to bed in a minute, I'm gonna be grinding away for the next hour. So um yeah, we'll get that done. But yeah, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Nice reviews as always appreciated and anything you want to say, get in touch with us on Twitter. Like Mickey said, if you ever want to come on the show, be sure to send us a DM and uh, we'll be back very soon. See you next week. See you later. Up the lines. Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now, hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Well, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.